coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Whenever you are ready, Pitmaster. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John. Oh, check it out. Check it out. Already? Okay. Yeah. Ah, shit. What are we checking out? I was on I was on Chael, Sonin, and we were talking a little bit about some stuff. What a, this, I love Chael Sonin. He's just, he's so sharp. He is just so sharp. Whatever he does, he just, so much confidence and he's so sharp. But anyway, we were talking a little bit about uh, Chuck's fight and, you know, some of the stuff there. Whatever we talked about doesn't really matter. What matters is, I saw it, it got, it got uh, put up and, and I got alerted somehow. So I checked it out. And it was really cool. It was a good, you know, interview. He's so good. But then I was just like, I said, oh, I wonder what people are saying. So I was reading the comments. And first thing I said was, wow, his coach seems really drunk. Does he always talk like that? And then, like, throughout it was like, yeah, he's punch drunk. He's been hit too much. He has CTE. And it was just like. about you? Yes. They're talking about me. It was like. Yeah, he always talks like that. He's like, he's never been able to talk. He was just, just by me reading the the comments, the first thing I read, forget, I wanted to see what they were saying about Chuck and Tito and this and that. And the first thing I read was like, wow, coaches, ex Chuck, uh, coaches uh, Chuck's coach is like, sounds like he's drunk. Does he always talk like that? And then someone else wrote, yeah, he's had a lot of fights. He's definitely punch drunk. That started my day. Did you respond? No, I didn't respond. I just, I cried in a corner for about, <laughs> I actually cried in a corner for like an hour and a half. I didn't even know. I was crying in the corner. My, the only people that would come and comfort me was Morgan and Ginger, two of my dogs. Maybe I'm just used to hanging out with you. I don't notice it at all. <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm going to say they're wrong. It's completely unfounded. I saw the interview. You sounded fine. Thank you. All but, right. Okay, let me just for okay, to, for to my defense, I know I'm a little hard to understand. So is Chuck. And when people say, "Well, Chuck's punch drunk and this and that," Chuck has been talking that way since I first met him. He was like 19. I've been talking this way since I was a kid because my mom used to always tell me, "Quit mumbling, quit mumbling." That's she teased me like I was talking like that. She goes, "But I can't understand you." And I was like 10, 11 years old. So I've been talking that way ever since. So was Chuck, and so how are you talking? I don't get it. What? I don't know. People say I'm hard to understand, and I don't. I don't see it. But you know, they're bitter. They're bitter little. This is again going back to your story last time. Is people will say anything online that they would never say to your face. The problem is a lot of people do tell me this one to my face. <laughs> it's like I'll I'll be talking and somebody goes, I can't understand you. Okay, let me just I'll put it this way. I've been pulled over for drunk driving at least five times. That's five. A, that's your driving, though. It's terrible. But I've never been drunk. <laughs> so if I've been pulled over for drunk driving five times, I've never been drunk. Do the math. I am not a terrible driver. You're not making a good case for yourself right now. So it's the speech and the driving. Anyway, okay. We watched, there was, 
Um, I was in Santa Monica this weekend. I love Santa Monica so much. Uh, I got to see both fights um, at the same bar. Um, I went in Friday, and they were playing a bunch of sports on the on the screens. And I asked the guy. He was like the general ma- or the assistant manager. Hey, can I watch the fights? Yeah, what channel is it on? I, we we can't do pay per view. I was like, no, it's a it's free TV. So he found it. It was on. They had it. So I got to watch Friday night, and then Saturday night I go in, and there's this really nice uh, bartender. Her name's Kelly, and there was no fights on. There were all there was like ten screens, all with football. So I said, hey, the fights are on. Can I can you change one of the screens? She goes, oh, you know, every one of these screens is is a different game. And everybody's watching here, and they're going to get pissed. I said, I really want to watch this fight. <laughs> she changed one of the TVs. And, like, the guy at the bar was like, I could see him go like, you know, he's complaining to her. She just, she just said, sorry. So she changed it for me. I was so happy. And then when one of the other fights, uh, games was over, she put on the, the boxing match. So I got to watch, like, the, the UFC uh, Junior DeSanto fight. And I got to watch the the Wilder uh, the Wilder uh, Tyson Fury fight like like just like this. It was so cool. It was like heaven. I sat there with my wife, and there was a bunch of Irish guys sitting next to us, and they were rooting for Fury. So I, of course, had to write root for Wilder because I had to like egg them on a little bit. So like they started going, "Come on, Fury, Fury!" I was like, "Let's go, Wilder!" And they like turned to me like, "Who the fuck is voting for?" You know, rooting for uh, uh, Wilder. I was like, I want Wilder all the way. And I was well, like, he was the American in the fight. I actually, I actually wanted him to win, but I, I, am not really, I'm not really a, uh, I don't know, a cheerer when it comes to to boxing that much, like I am MMA. Well, it's also it was interesting to see that boxing match, which I thought was a great boxing match. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great heavyweight fight. It's very different than MMA, and it has its own excitement for totally different reasons. But then I watched that first, and then I went back and watched the UFC fight, and it's so different. It's like night and day. Boxing. Um, the boxing, though, is impressive. Those guys, um, you know, to see the heavyweights. Tyson Fury is six foot nine. He is? He's giant. I didn't know that. He's six foot nine. They said Deontay Wilder has never looked up at an opponent before. He's what a giant he man, four? and he also got up to, six like, four? he's 6'7", I think. He's huge. Who, Deontay? Deontay? He's tall, too. Oh, shit. They're both huge. So they're both really big, and for heavyweights that are that big, they're they pretty look, impressively they athletic. Because routinely, uh, really tall fighters don't do as well. It's like... The ability for Tyson Fury, his defense, oh, yeah. and his dodging all of those giant... You know, giant punches from Deontay Wilder. Too. Well, but his ability to move at six yeah. foot nine. Plus, I heard an interview with him. He was like, within the last couple of years, was like depressed, suicidal. He weighed like four hundred pounds. Like within the last couple of years, he like ballooned up to huge. I'm not that impressed with the whole like. Oh, I was this. I was that. Oh, it's not- so it might be true, but let me just tell you. But let let me tell you what took all that away. He donated the entire $8 million from his fight to people in need. So I'm not impressed. When I said I'm not impressed, I mean because I think a lot of people just say that shit because they want to get extra attention and like, oh, poor me, this and that. But he just donated 
$8 million to just people in need, I don't think he just talks. I think he's for real. So whatever he says from now on, I'm going to believe 100%. I'm a huge fan of Tyson Fury. Yes. Yeah, I think... Uh, $8 million. You know, it was, he won the heavyweight belt, but then sadly was stripped or whatever, didn't defend his title, whatever yeah. happened. But to see him come back and fight, man, to see that knockdown, knockout, whatever you want to call it, that is the difference between boxing and MMA. That knockout in the in the UFC is a knockout. That's over. He's done. In the in boxing, it made it so exciting. He like rose from the dead. It was ridiculous the way he got it. He was looked like he was knocked out. But let me just tell you, <laughs> what makes it so exciting to the Mister MD with the Hippocratic oath and shit? That means they're gonna get even more brain damage because he's been. I right. I been agree. Knocked out, concussed like crazy. But you're able to get up within 10 seconds. A lot of people could do that. That's one reason in MMA, they don't have nearly the brain damage that they do in boxing. Because if they get dropped like that, fight's over. Referee's going to stop it. The fact that that referee didn't stop it, because I've watched boxing before, where a knockout like that happens and the referee just waves it. it off. He just waves no. it off. Yeah. He could they have. Count it. They would have. With a knockout like that. Like that. I, I saw both knockdowns. Neither one would account for a, a wave off. Both of them, they had to have counted. If they waved that one off and he got up within ten, he would have. That would have been. That would have been a I suit for. I also feel like if you know you have ten seconds and you get knocked down like that, you may just take a second. You know, you're not scrambling your feet no, to defend you, you're, yourself. No, you're waiting the whole nine minutes. Right, you're seconds. waiting. You're giving it the time. But the, and yeah. I agree that I have seen plenty of hits particularly in football, where people get knocked out like that, they pop back up, They you think they're fine, and five minutes later they're not fine. But Tyson Fury fought after that and gave very coherent interviews after the right. fight. Have so been. he made it through, luckily. A 12th-round knockdown like that was yeah, ridiculous. I just would not want to see his CAT scan right now. It'll never be the same. So, and then to see him get up and give was, that interview, was, I was like, I was relieved as a doctor. I was relieved to see that he didn't just turn into a mumbling mess after like, like that. me. Yeah, it turned into John Hackleman after that. So, the fight, also, the, the jury's out because it will be interesting to see MMA fighters as they mature out to see if the rates of, you know, dementia pugilistica yeah. or CTE or whatever you die, it's Parkinson's-like disease, are the same in boxing or in MMA. MMA hasn't been around as long as boxing. No, but they've been, it's been long and enough And this rule set studies. hasn't been around a long no. enough because the rules continually evolve. But to see those guys get knocked down and get back up and fight again, it's such a different sport. Well, not only did, was he fighting again, in the last round, he got dropped in the tw 11th round. He actually got to put his hands behind his back <laughs> and start sticking out his tongue. And it was, it was really funny. And then at the press conference, he sang the song. Did you see it? I did not see that. He sang the song... That was, it was so cool. This was post, after the fight? It was like after the fight. Um, what did he sing a song about? Uh, let me, I'm going to show you right now. And I'll show you guys out there. He's the, saying. The other thing about boxing, it's a little bit of a circus, is you get Deontay Wilder with these ridiculous masks and crowns and peacock feathers coming out to the ring. It's a little different walkout. <laughs> it is. It is. He's he's, this is at the press conference. He's singing long, long time ago. Who's he singing with? I don't know. His team. I can make those people 
They sang the whole song. So I think as far as his concussion goes, he was still with it. <laughs> yeah, he has a slow bleed. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was so he did the whole song. It was really cool. So and then they stood up and they. That's hugged. one fight you can see, and you want to see the rematch. Whereas you see the Conor McGregor. Was this the third? This is the rematch. Right? No, this is the first time they fought, as far as I know. Seriously? Yeah. So I thought they fought once. To see the next twelve rounds between yeah. these two guys, I'm gonna watch it. But to see a rematch between like Conor McGregor and Khabib, I don't. No. I don't think it was a close fight at all. You don't really want to see the rematch. This rematch, people are going to pay for and want to see. I didn't know he donated all that money. $8 million. That's I, crazy. I, and I, I think when you say that, he said it on online in an interview. I don't think you can go back on that shit. Once you say that, I mean, there's certain things you can't take back in life, guys. He's an interesting guy. He really is. He really is. And, yeah, he. I thought he won the fight. I thought I was... Pulling for Wilder, I really was. Um, watching the fight, I was like, shit, he's winning every round. He won, I think he won every round, but the two rounds he got dropped, and those were definitely two-point rounds. Those are automatic in boxing, 10-8 ten, eight, ten, eight rounds. Ten, eight, without a doubt. But I think he won just about every other round, and so maybe giving Dante one of those rounds. So to, to call that a draw was a travesty. Right, and the way... The judging seemed odd at best. I mean, it sets them up for another fight. I think most people that weighed in that, that are yeah. professional fighters, even Floyd Mayweather, said you know Tyson Fury won that fight. So it is kind of a, it kind of sucks that that happens and there's that many people in disagreement with the decision. It's everybody, I didn't hear. I've never heard. I haven't heard one person, but the two retarded judges. Oh, said, and I heard another one. Who? Deontay Wilder said he thought he won. <laughs> Oh, uh, he post, did? Yeah, his post-fight in the ring. He See, said he did enough to win. He is no... Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's no Rampage. Rampage, yeah. Rampage is the only guy that I've seen say, I lost that fight when they gave it to the, the... When they gave him the fight and he didn't think he won. He was like, I thought I lost that fight. He's the only guy I've ever seen had the integrity. I think it takes integrity. To actually do that. Speaking of integrity, before we talk about these fights... Here, well, hold on. One more thing about this fight. They always say in boxing that there's not a standing eight count. They always mention, oh, there's not a standing eight. What is it? Tell me the history. What? It's not... You don't get knocked down and they, the ref still intervenes and counts to eight? Yeah. What, yeah. How does that work? Um, it's to cause more brain damage, basically. <laughs> it's like if somebody gets hit, and they do this in amateur boxing a lot, that's where it came from. And somebody gets just rocked. They get hit solid. Maybe their knee buckled. Maybe something. They're up against the ropes or something. The referee stops it and gives them a sta- standing eight. Why? That's stupid. Oh, my God. It's to make them recover enough to get more brain damage. But this is, this is what it's for. And I think it's a good reason it was started. Um, but it, it was a bad reason what it evolved to or devolved was... If somebody gets hit really solid, and I've done this while I was refereeing amateur boxing, I won't give the guy a standing eight, but I'll just stop them, and I'll look at the guy, and I'll make him walk towards me, and if he can walk straight, and I'll ask him a question, like, where are you? I'm at, you know, such and such. Okay, keep going. I just want to make sure he's not concussed. And if he is, I'm going to stop the fight right then and there. I think calling it a standing eight count 
makes it a bad thing. But I think the reason they do it is just to check the guys, you know, make sure he's okay, and they'll stop it if he's not. I think that's a good thing. Well, I think it depends on your definition of a concussion or a concussed. Because every time these guys are getting hit in the head, they're concussed. Right. Maybe they don't have symptoms of it yet. But right. if you want to eliminate concussions, you can't hit anyone in the head. Right, but... <laughs> to stop that completely. But on the other side of that, you can't. But you're, having, you're, you're, you're ruling it out. Uh, you're ruling it in if you actually see it. At least you know for a fact if you see them wobbling and you can't do a standing eight then they're going to get hurt more because so you it's can't to stop it. it is technically to protect them, to stop right. it and look, and then if they don't look good, you wave you it off. You stop it off, and then they just call it a standing eight count. So, but, but it really, in reality, seems bad. It does, but if somebody gets rocked, and you're like, you ever you watch a fight, sometimes you go, stop it, stop it, stop it. This gives them an okay to go in and, and check them and then stop it. Or if they go, hey, I'm fine, man, don't stop it, then they go, oh, shit, you're not hurt as bad as I thought. Where you, you see fights sometimes, and the guy's getting dropped, and the referee is wary to stop it, because if he stops it, he's not allowed to just say standing A count. He has to either stop it or not. And so a lot of times, they're not willing to do that. But so you see this often in the UFC, where someone's getting ground and pound, they're not intelligently defending themselves, and the referee calls it off, but they're not concussed or out yet. Right. And I like that. The ref's like, this guy can't defend himself. Right. He's going to be hurt. I'm going to just stop it. But, okay, so that's, that's good when they do that. But then if somebody gets rocked and he's, he's visually rocked, the referee can't just run in and stop it now. No. But he can under that eight, 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 sec, eight uh, standing And eight also count. if he's taking a barrage of hits and not defending himself, they can, even if they aren't rocked. So it's a little weird. I yeah. think if someone gets hurt like that and they are in the UFC, you see it all the time, and they always worry, oh, they're giving him a chance to recover. I think yeah. it even happened in one of these fights on Saturday night in the UFC where I think Junior Dos Santos was injured uh, and he had time to recover. Was it Junior Dos Santos? No, maybe no, it was Shogun. Really. Shogun. And then Tyson Pedro tried to take him down and they're like, oh, he's giving him a chance to recover, yeah, which he, he shouldn't do. Thank God for well, Shogun. Anyway, there were some great fights in the UFC on Saturday's card. Yeah. I didn't watch Friday. Was there anything worth talking about? It was Fridays. Friday. Is that Fridays? No. Okay. When you see when there's a Friday and a Saturday card, short of the the main event. Oh, it was. Uh, oh yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the main event. Did you watch? Yeah, the yeah. Main I, event? I watched the main event. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was an okay fight. Yeah, I didn't really see any of that. So it was Kamaru Usman and Rafael yeah. Dos Anjos. This was as part of the Ultimate Fighter. It was the finale main event, so it had nothing to do with the finale, but it, they put it on to the finale main event. Um, I thought I thought it was a... It wasn't a very exciting fight because, again, I have to clarify that. It had a lot of... It had a lot of activity. There was a lot of excitement in the fight but to me since most of it was grappling related uh it just wasn't wasn't as exciting and it wasn't it wasn't competitive really um uh rda did did some good stuff but he was never really he never really was in in uh in in the running for the win and the main reason was he just kept backing up against the cage, getting taken down. He got taken down 12 times. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 12. 
I think he got taken down 12 times. So it's like, I mean, and then he spent time on the ground. So it wasn't for the most exciting fight, even though there was a lot of exciting excitement going on. But it was, I mean, you know, subjectively to me, I'd rather see more, you know, more either pounding, standing or on the ground, more submission attempts. But what you saw here was against the cage. He worked, 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 worked. Uh, you know, uh, Usman worked to get him down. Finally did almost every time. And then stayed on top of him. Uh, RDA didn't really let him pound him much at all. So there wasn't really much pounding, but there was a lot of grounding. So ground and pound without the pound is just ground. And it's pretty freaking boring. So I just didn't really like it that much. It showed... It showed that uh, Usman is definitely ready for anyone in the 170-pound division. It showed. I mean, his wrestling shined. Um, and RDA, to me, showed that he should be maybe thinking about going back to 155 because he just looked outpowered the whole fight. So so that was Friday night. That was the only one I really paid attention to Friday night. Um, but... I mean, the other ones are pretty good. Just nothing, no names stuck out. So since we have so many fights to cover, we'll just, we'll delve right into Saturday. Uh, let's go with the last three. So uh, this was from Australia, Southern Australia. Um, so there were, of course, the local guys fighting. All locals. Including well-known uh, and up-and-coming local guys like Mark Hunt, who everyone knows. Apparently his last fight in the UFC. He, he says he retired. So he fought Justin Willis. What do you think of this fight? Um, I, I thought it was a really slow-moving, methodical fight with, like, a lot of one-punches and some some really uh, telegraphed takedown attempts. I don't even think there was any takedowns. But they just kind of stalked each other and kind of threw a one-punch here, a one-punch there. Um, Mark Hunt did throw a couple of body kicks and leg kicks. Nothing did any damage. Um, so... Yeah, it was it was a pretty slow moving fight. You know, if any one of those solid punches landed, especially from Mark Hunt, it would be a knockout. But none did. I don't think either one of them hit the other one. But uh, Justin did land some jabs. Sorry about that. He did land some jabs, and he he was he was the uh, he was the um, aggressor throughout. So. That's all I got to say about that. It was kind of for being in Australia and seeing possibly his last fight in the UFC. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. And to see Mark Hunt, he really didn't even want to give an interview after. He just kind of left the ring. He was like, yeah, yeah I'll see you in another promotion maybe and walked out. And I was thought that was kind of, uh, I don't know. I think the fans could have gotten more. He's probably just disappointed. He lost. He's he lost disappointed. the decision. He's, he's a pretty low-key guy. I mean, he's just not a, he's not much of a talker. Uh, he's a puncher. He's and a he knockout. And he was stalking Justin Willis in yeah. the end, and Justin Willis just ran, just kind of stayed yeah. away. It was, it was not a fight. Of, it will not be fight of the year. It wasn't even fight of the fight. Yeah. So that was. Uh, but I still love Mark Hunt, and then the other guy's pretty damn good too. That Willis. So then we got uh, Shogun against Pedro. Tyson Pedro. Uh, yeah. Um, so much that. Those Samoans, man, with that, uh, with the tattoos. It's like, it's like their tattoo is completely like, it's like there's no outline. Just it's just like black. It's just like they tattoo a black. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's just solid energy. color for yeah, some solid yeah, black. So tribal or island tattoos. Yeah. So Tyson, uh, um, he did he did okay in the beginning. I think he might even won the first round. Uh, looked like uh, uh, Shogun was like Shogun hasn't been doing that great lately, but um, he came back and just caught Tyson. I think in the third round. Well, I think it, part of it had to do with. Tyson Pedro injuring his knee. Oh, I didn't see So that. at the end of round two, he twisted his knee or something. We couldn't really tell what happened. But in that. round three, he took a step on his leg, and his knee just buckled. And then he, I think he posted something that he tore his ACL. I did not even so notice So he had that. a pretty severe knee injury. I looked like he could have rolled his foot, but it turned out it was his knee. So he went to step back on his knee and then just crumpled, and then he got... It was That's the wrong time to roll That was knee. a ground and pound, I think. Yeah. But, uh, so I think I think Shogun capitalized a little bit. Tyson Pedro was unfortunately hurt, uh, but he's an athlete. He's talented, and it really showed, too, how tough Shogun is, man. He took some shots yeah. and kept coming, so... Well, he's had some wars. Let's not forget his war with... Uh, with Dan Dan Hender, Dan Henderson, uh, he's had some wars, and he's a freaking warrior. Um, and he came back, yeah, he came back from, he came back from a lot of people would have been KO'd, and he came back and knocked out Tyson. I did not know about that injury. Yeah, so I'd he's like, got. It sounds know. like an ACL tear, so he's gonna be, he's gonna need a knee reconstruction most likely, and be out for. You know, who knows, eight months. Yeah. So he's yeah. going to be out for a while. Unfortunately, yeah. very athletic guy. He's fun to watch. He definitely is fun to watch. Yeah, I think he'll be. He'll definitely be back. So another loss for the, yeah. the hometown with I, Tyson Pedro. Did they lose all theirs? I think those, they, those three they lost. Yeah, they lost all in the, the last three because uh, uh, Ty against Junior DeSantos. Um, it was a pretty interesting fight. Um, I think the first round, the beginning of the first round, uh, started kind of like even, was going back and forth. It was going to be Junior boxing against Ty slugging. Um, junior might have thrown a kick or two, but I think it was mainly boxing against boxing. Kind of like Muhammad Ali against uh, Mike Tyson in their prime. I mean, not, you know, you know what I mean? Not like all the way that. I, I was just talking about basic strategy would be like if Muhammad Ali was fighting Mike Tyson. I'm not trying to say they're both, both these guys are exactly like them, but that's what it looked like. Uh, Junior was going for his, uh, for long, long, long punches. He was a lot taller and longer. He was going for jabs, a lot of jabs, and and he was landing with some straight punches. And then, uh, so the first round ended definitely, I'd say without a doubt, watch me be wrong. I, I, I say Junior won that first round. Uh, and then the second round, he caught. Uh, what did he catch Ty with? He caught Ty with something and just he caught with him. a combo. Yeah, and then then hit the ground. And then or he no. hit the ground. He mounted him. That yeah. that was the story of this fight. Is he mounted? Um, yeah, yeah. Ty to Avasa, and Ty he could he was just punching from the bottom. He didn't try yeah. to get him off. He yeah. didn't have any. He didn't have upwards. any ground defense, which was I was watching that going. Oh my! He like he didn't have anything to get him off of him. So he just basically got uh, called to strikes. Um, so I think that was the story was uh, he clearly needs to work on some some ground game. From just that. a basic mountain escape would be good. Yeah, that, that wasn't there. Just the basic mountain escape wasn't there. Okay. 
I think he's got a lot of criticism for this because we're, that's that was a glaring hole. We're going over that tonight. Yeah, so that was a glaring hole in his game was when he got down, he couldn't get out of it. Okay. So and I think that was the very first fight I ever got in when I was like in elementary school is some guy got on me, a kid, like just like that, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And I was like, what do you do? He's just getting beat up. So um, I think after that I started doing karate. <laughs> But that that feeling of being, I'm sure that doesn't feel good. That feeling of him being mounted and just not knowing how to get out of it um, was really eye opening. I think for watching that fight and yeah. also if you're ever going to be fighting him, but it's knowing he's got at least had a pretty big hole in his game. That's I mean that's that's interesting. I know a lot of guys don't are have definitely strengths. A lot of grappling guys I'm watching like don't does this guy work on his striking at all? And then a lot of guys, strikers, don't work on their takedown defense. And this guy, I mean, it seems like the most basic, I think the most basic thing we started working on uh, grappling-wise was the mount escape. And I remember just going over it with everyone, including like Mauro Sperry. I mean, I would, I would like pick everyone's brain on, get out of the mount. That's the main thing that uh, at the pit, I think, the, that we would, would work on was, was the basic Mount escape, and then probably next to that was takedown defense, basic takedown defense. But probably my two most important uh, things are takedown defense and uh, mount escape and takedown defense. Oh yeah, he got the hit. He's down. He's down. Now he's gonna get mounted. He's gonna step over with his left leg. Boom, and then he just pounding. So he was basically punching from the bottom. He was punching. He's he so was punching mad. up from the bottom. So mad when uh, Herb Dean called it, but what can you do? I mean, you can't what's Herb Dean supposed to do? You let him just let get him. punched like that forever? Herb Dean is right. If you're not intelligently defending yourself or you appear to be hurt, then then the referee can make the call. But let me just tell you, out of those two, um, not intelligently defending yourself is a lot easier for a referee to tell. Like if you just cover up, he knows. Being hurt, some people are hurt different than others. And sometimes somebody stumbles or looks like they're rocked and they're not. So stopping and then they look at you with clear eyes and say, why'd you stop it? I'm fine. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's December 3rd, you know, 2018. And, you know, I know exactly where I am. And then you're just thinking, shit, you just fucked up. So, I mean, you, you, you just think the guy was hurt. You can't. But if he's not covering him up and he's completely with it, but he's not defending, you have every right to, to, to stop it as a ref. And he can put his arms down and say, I'm fine, why'd you stop it? And you can just say, because you were not defending yourself. So there's a big difference. But anyway, so... I think that was a great lesson from that fight anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Mount Escape. Mount Escape, uh, Mount yeah. Escape. Mount that was Escape. The... So there's some good fights. We watched that boxing match who... Uh, we we saw Fury come back a couple times being dropped. I never I didn't think either one of those knockdowns looked knockdown ish. The second one was a little worse, but when you watch it in his body position, it looked like he got dropped with a solid punch, but he was perfectly fine getting up. The replay, the slow motion replay, he got dropped. He did pretty good. He did. That was a good shot. That yeah, was. A... They were both. Good. I thought the first shot was even better because it just hit him like on the top of the head, and you it didn't push him down. You could watch his legs just collapse, but then as soon as he went down, he got back up. And then to go from watching that to watching MMA, you're like, 
oh, they're punching each other with their fists, and they're kicking each... I mean, it's a whole different... Yeah. It's a totally different thing. It's a different thing. Sport. But it, they were both entertaining in their own ways. I think that fight um, at the Staples Center between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, there are a lot of people from the UK there. He had a lot of fans there. You were... Okay. You, were uh, you said even in the bar, people were rooting for the guy from... He's from England, but yeah. for some reason he got some Irish ties or something. Well, because they're like, it'd be like, I guess it'd be like us voting for a guy from, from Canada. Canada over a guy from Russia. I don't know. But anyway, so it was an interesting weekend. I ran into, I ran into a guy who I saw, uh, we're walking on the boardwalk, or the, not the boardwalk, the Palisades Park in Santa Monica, beautiful sunset, and there was this guy standing there with his wife, and, and, I walked by because I know you, and we start talking, and he was Verdum's uh, strength and conditioning coach, and then he got his black belt under Verdum, so now he actually teaches jujitsu, and he te- and he's a health and conditioning coach. Uh, his name is Jared uh, Bunch. Um, interesting guy. I guess he played pro football and and. Uh, and then he, you know, he stopped football. He started training people. Um, and then somebody asked him if he wanted to fight. So he's like, well, I'll do it. Okay. So he fought in a MMA match, King of the Cage. And I guess he got stopped. Um, he was in a submission. Um, and he got all pissed off because he wanted to learn, you know, how to defend submissions. So he started training with Verdum. To learn submissions because they live his, his gym was close, and Verdum I guess said, "Hey, you're a health, a strength and conditioning coach. Hey, why don't you train me for my next fight? I'll I'll teach you jujitsu." Now this guy's a black belt, so it's been years. They've been working together. Uh, still lives in L.A. and uh, really really nice guy, Jared uh, Jared Bunch. So I guess we saw him, um, and it was a, it was a good weekend. This is what I'm thinking, guys. I watch. I was watching a special on on uh, on um, Netflix. I forget what it's called, but it was like one of these like evolutions, like how we evolved and started off like how we were four legged, then we became bipedal and why and about hunting, gathering, and then about the you know ag- agricultural age, and then you know then about the you know industrial revolution and how the human body has changed and how. We, we, we were so we were so adept at, at keeping and storing fat, you know, and, and it was so effective because sometimes we'd go so long without food, so we'd store the fat. And then it fucking, after the industri- industrial revolution, well, after the agricultural age, actually, that's when it started, but it really kicked in after the industrial, uh, industrial revolution. That, 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 our fat, the way we can use fat, it's it's turned around and bitten us in the ass. Because we can use it so well now, and we can store it so well, you know, because in the old days we needed to use it. Now we don't ever have to use it, but we can still store it. So we become fat, lazy, and weak. And that's what this whole, our whole country has become that. Because of, you know, millions of years of, of Darwinian you know, evolution and how we had to become, you know, we had to become adept at, at, at using the fat because, you know, we sometimes we can't eat. Then we started making fires and this and that. 
But we've we've turned into these just this terrible soft creatures, and it's it's pathetic. I mean, we gotta stop. We need to. Yeah, this is what you guys need to do. I'm telling you right now, go out and and just start throwing something, catching something, jumping, hitting something, kicking something, taking something down, running, swimming. Do anything. Just do something regularly because that's what our bodies are made for. We were hunter-gatherers. We were badasses. We would chase down freaking animals and kill them and then go and then eat the meat and shit and start a fire by hand and shit. Now we sit around and we become soft little bitches. We, can't, we get offended verbally and we have to go into a corner. You can order your food now on Grubhub. They'll bring you a Taco Bell to your house. That's where we're at. That's where we are. We got to stop. Okay, if you want to be spoiled and get some food that way once in a while, that's fine. But quit sitting around being soft and weak. There's nothing worse than a soft and weak man. I don't care if that sounds chauvinistic or not. Do not be a soft and weak, cowardly little man. Get, get strong. Get strong. Go out there and just hit something. Join a martial arts school. If you live in the Central Coast... Join the pit. If you live somewhere else, join a gym. You know, lift something, throw something. Become a man. Be a man so if your wife, you're on your wife's, she's holding your hand, she's like, yeah, this is my man. Not like, yeah, this is my man. Th that's not the way it should be. That's not why, how we evolved. Oh my God, I was watching that show and I was just thinking, how did we get like this? What happened? The pussification of our of our culture is is it's terrible. We gotta stop it, guys. We gotta stop. It's up to you and us, and we're gonna stop one 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 at a time. I'm not gonna say one what. We need to stop it one at a time. I'll, I'm gonna do whatever I can here at this gym at the pit to depussify uh, all the people I can. But if you if you're not here and I can't help you. You need to go find some place. And if you have a martial arts school, you need you owe it to your population of your of your community to depussify them. The only thing you're reminding me of right now is the Saturday Night Live skit where they played <laughs> the Hans and Franz. Oh. And they talked about the little girly mon. Girly mon. <laughs> that's I don't know why, you're just that's what came. That's what just flashed into my mind. Let me anyway, just tell you, let me tell you, no, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Let me, tell you, let me tell you how I put my money where my mouth is. I didn't know him before. I'm not going to say he was pussified or not, but he's a, he's a doctor. I have another doctor in here too. He's a pediatrician. And either one of these doctors now, just when they spar, they're not even trying to kill anyone, win a UFC title, but even when they spar... The difference is night and day from when they started till now. When they used to spar and get hit, it was kind of like this. Now when they get hit, it's that they want to just hit back. They know that they want to they want to get that they want to land theirs. They have been depussified. Thank you very much. John, till Thanks. next time. Good? Too much? <laughs> we'll tone it down in post. What?